Josh, are you familiar with the movie What Women Want, starring Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt? Um, it's a foreign concept to me. No way, me too. Well, at least we know what men want. I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You've got questions? You're feeling grounded. <laughs> <laughs> and joe so what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to feeling grounded podcast like this video share this video to any prospective person that might want to enjoy our content also follow us on instagram at feeling grounded podcast we have a bunch of content on there and funny stuff before each episode that uh we just i mean i genuinely enjoy putting yeah. up those memes yeah definitely um but also become a patron also for three bucks a month. You guys can see extra content that Josh and I genuinely enjoy, like to put on there. Um, also, we have included Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, and Amazon Music. You can find the link in our Instagram bio. Leave some comments. Leave a question. If you have some questions for us, we can do question segments. So pause the video and put a comment, you dingus entertainment where's the entertainment guys okay so a majority of feeling grinded's audience is guys so this is an this is of course dedicated to guys but at the same time we want you guys to be sharing this to men of course but also women because this applies to everyone so basically josh what do men want i don't know what do you think joe this was what keeps me up at night. <laughs> what do men want? Now, you got you to gotta ask yourself this question. Do men just want sex? Do they just want babies? No. I think, and agree or disagree with me, men want some, and I think everybody should want an encourager, a cheerleader. You know, basically, when life can be seeming unfulfilling and you have this mountaintop like we were talking about before weeks ago, Josh, we want mm. somebody who will be realistic with us, but at the same time will also give us hope that we can accomplish something. Yeah, I, I think that's great. I think support and encouragement is mm. something that's really lacking today. You know, like one thing that I've really loved about that art of manliness thing that we did was, was one of the first ones was like, find a mentor. You yes. Know? That's huge. Like, I think that's really huge. How you just need to find someone who's going to father you. Yes, like, who's just going to support you and encourage you, and like be proud of you, mm. and like help you out when you need assistance, and, and kind of guide you in the direction that you need to go. And and I yeah. think this is something that's really big for for guys is to is to have that. Now I know in my own life I don't necessarily have that too much, and I kind of see where that where the struggles you know can kind of unfold in that regard. And obviously, I have close friends like you and and others that I can kind of turn to that. Mm -hmm you know, more peers. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I see that hundred percent, like encourage mm. support. And I, I would say like, even on top of that, you know, mm. um, to leave an impression, to leave a yes. mark on others. I think that's what men really desire is they want to be remembered and they want to like know that what they've done 
is something good. Impactful. And, and that's, that's a big thing right after you leave the search, do you want to leave a footnote? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you want people to like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So-and-so did this and he did this and it was awesome. And, you know, I'll always remember that or like something to, to just be, you mm -hmm. know, legacy, you know? Another thing going off of that, because you were bringing up Art of Men when this was what we had uh, committed to in August, is the concept of a journal. Because, um, you know, what can your kids uh, see as an insight towards you, especially if like we ever get dementia, knock on wood, hopefully that never happens. It's an insight as to what you were thinking on that day and you can look back on how you were feeling and how you have changed. Yeah. yeah. And kids can see that as well. Definitely. What do you think? I can chime in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Of course. Do, do it all. Do it well, all. I want to I want to say something about what you guys said earlier about an encourager. Mm. I think that's really important on the part of the female as well, mm -hmm. because I think a lot of relationships and um, a lot of our culture now is to uh, is very female dominated. And mm -hmm. I feel like most relationships revolve around if, uh, you know, the female nagging the man okay. saying, you need to do this, you need to do more around the house and you need to do that. And you don't do this for me and you don't spend enough time with the kids and blah, blah. And they just kind of like walk around, like wagging their finger at the male, like at all. Times. Like an authoritarian. Yes, exactly. Huh. And I think that, well, first of all, I think that's very rude. And I think that's not very kind um, to be to your spouse or partner mm -hmm. but I so I think men really want respect and mm -hmm. um so I think that letting them take lead on things and having their opinion be valuable and letting them be heard yeah. um instead of just the female talking all the time um I think is really important so sure yeah. sure I think that's great. And even just to like double down on that too, um, Dr. Timothy Keller a long time ago wrote, wrote this book all about like, like what a good marriage looks like. Mm -hmm. And he said that men want respect and they tend to give respect Yeah, and want love and they tend to give love. And so oftentimes like the, the perfect relationship is when we can kind of see that and recognize that and then make those adjustments. Right. So mm. then, so for me, naturally, like I desire to be respected and so my, I'm going to love in a respectful manner and try to give respect. Mm. But what a woman seeks oftentimes is love, is affection, is, is emotional connection and, mm. and affirmation and gifts and, and service and all this stuff. Mm. Um, and so for a man to, to see that and to recognize that, it's important to say, okay, so instead of trying to treat you like a man, mm -hmm. let, me, let me love you and, and kind of break through that barrier so that I mm. can be who you need me to be. And then vice versa for, for, the, for the lady, I would say. Right? Sure. To then give respect as opposed to just always seeking out like the heart. Because oftentimes men don't always, aren't always attuned to what the heart is. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> in our contemporary society, uh, we live in a society. Um, every Pink Floyd song. Um, in a contem our contemporary society, uh, encouragement and kindness are more often discouraged right now. I th it's, it's, it's what both sexes like, but men need encouragement, like we were talking about before. Say that like you have like uh, 
some guy comes to his, his wife about a business venture or uh, another major he wants to go to for college or, you know, he's doing some labor around the house, you know, she she makes some awesome iced tea or she's egging him on to like go about this business venture or mountaintop like we were talking about before, you know, setting a mountaintop, setting, setting that goal that you want to pursue. And when they egg a guy on, you know what happens you feel like a billion bucks, not a million bucks, a billion bucks. That's how you feel. Yeah, exactly. So true. Do you want to add to that? Okay. Um, yeah, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna go off here a little bit. Well, I just had this idea. Gosh, it all just left me. Train of thought was destroyed. Shoot. Well, I think to another thing too to kind of like put on top of this, mm-hmm. it's just the concept of like men oftentimes like like the, like living is hard like life is hard mm-hmm. and, and and for men especially nowadays because of the pressure of, of and the same for women too but mm. the pressure of being like a man what that looks like but then so you're expected to be a man but then you're also expected not to be man mm. and then you're and then so what everyone like you, you know what i'm trying to say yeah it's so like masculinity is like a, is like a trigger word today which is such a shame mm-hmm. it's like who that's what you're supposed to be but mm-hmm. then when a man is not being a man they're looked down upon yep like it's just kind of this like dichotomy that just really wells up inside people and i sure. think you know our generation you know we were talking to um her siblings a while ago and uh, one of them said like wow like like our generation like just seems like they're so sad like like they're so like like they're so upset and their yeah. life is hard and there's something to that there's something to that and i think what men need is for someone to go to them and say listen i know this is hard for you i know life is hard for you right now mm-hmm. things are difficult and i think that's one of the most beautiful things that, that someone can do is they go down to your level, recognize that things are difficult. I'm trying to have a good career. I'm trying to get a job that I'm proud of, that I'm working hard enough at, that mm-hmm. I'm trying to support people. I can feel like I'm, I'm accomplishing something. And when I'm not doing that, it like, it destroys you. It yeah. ruins you. And then, and then oftentimes we fall inward, at least I do when this happens. And all I need is one person saying like, to look at me, especially Claire, like, say like, I, I'm sorry, this is hard for you. I'm sorry that like, you're, you're not doing what you want to do, but I'm here and I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to push you and make you a better person. Like, right. that's what we need, you know, and, and encouragement and support. Yeah, we want a partner that doesn't tell us lies. Um, we, we want realism, dub. Uh, it's, it's, it's not like, there, there's a fine line between like hope and also realism too, and actually being transparent about what's actually going on. I know it's hard. Yeah. Um, now, in addition to that, like, we don't want a partner that's um, consistently crapping on our ideas. You know, that, that happens all the time in, um, in relationships. It happens all the time. Um, you know, however, you know, sensible, like, how, oh, like, don't do that. It'll be too hard. Or you'll never do that. Like, things that they might say, um, you know, both sexes should not want anything to do with that type of person that says that, you know, that's like the eject button, or at least it should be. Exactly. I mean, and, and why, and that should be the case. Like you shouldn't want that. Like if someone's going to like just bash you constantly and say you're not doing enough or, or things are difficult, like how is that going to make you want to do things? Mm-hmm. Especially like just talking about this stuff with you. Like if, if a woman goes up to you constantly every day and says, you're not doing this, you're, you're so lousy. You never do this. You, you don't get off the couch. You don't do all this stuff. Like 
how am I going to be better? Yeah. Like if someone's getting mad at me because I'm I'm tired after a long day or like I just want to rest for a little mm-hmm. bit. Like how how am I gonna be motivated to get up if someone is is wagging their finger? You know. Yeah. So, what do you yeah. think, Claire? What do you think? Remember how we were talking about you know the eject button? You don't want a person that will say non encouraging things like or discouraging things. I should say like that'll be too hard. You shouldn't be pursuing that, or you'll never do that. You'll fail. Um paraphrasing. Uh, but a lot of that stuff happens all the time in our contemporary society. It seems like I know a lot of couples that are even older than you and I are, Josh uh, and Claire, uh, that um, where we see that and eventually that'll end in something that's um, a non-favorable outcome. Um, what could that stem from? The, the reason a partner would say all those discouraging things? I think it's just the lack of recognition that they are like another entity, like they're another person. Like I think sometimes, and I've struggled with this, especially early in our marriage, that I kind of just thought that my way of doing things was the best way because it always worked for me. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out like when I married Josh, that like he's different than I am and has a different way of going about things and different way of responding to things. And I had to like, it sounds so stupid and simple, but like I had to learn that. Like I had to learn that like the way things work for me won't always work for josh and vice versa yeah so i think that stems from that i think just saying like oh you don't care about me because you don't do this or you uh you know that's never gonna work that Mm -hmm. because it might not work in like my realm but Mm -hmm. for josh you know it might be like a great idea and a great outlet or resource or whatever it might be or he might be loving me in a different way that i'm not expecting um instead of what i'm wagging my finger about so Mm -hmm. i think just the recognition that the masculine masculinity and femininity are essential and Mm -hmm. completely different and i think we are trying to make them the same thing Uh and not going to work so what i'm gathering is that like two people being built different but they come to a mutual understanding and they try to i guess what i'm trying to say is that if there you do have these differences and that you resign yourself to that and you don't try to um discourage the other person when they don't respond the way that you were thinking that they would and if you surrender yourself to that I guess if you're having an argument with the person, I guess when you come to an understanding, don't think of it as like as a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. Exactly. Or like you're you're trying to like budge, or you're like you don't desire to make peace, even though if you sometimes you may feel like you're you don't realize that you're in the wrong. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately what it breaks down to. So this this whole concept, right? So what what do men want? It's, I mean, it's, it's really just like just humanity itself, right? We all just mm-hmm. we just be happy. We just want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Everyone just wants, you know, just to have joy and have it eternally. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I think oftentimes everything that we're, we're seeking, everything that a man does is to try to seek that happy. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I'm going to do this because I think it's going to give me happiness. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yell at this person because I think that it'll make me happy. It'll make them happy or like, or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, I'm going to try to do something so I can feel, so I can like act, so I can, I can, I can feel this, you know, you know, but yeah. 
And that's ultimately what it breaks down to. And I think oftentimes people have a, a false sense and a false understanding of what those things are. Mm. Right? So we tend to turn to things that, that will, that are counterfeit, mm. right? So they, they say they're going to give us love. They say they're going to give us like feeling and emotion and, and pride and, and goodness and worth. And they but it's don't. an empty void. Yeah, exactly. And it's an empty void. So we turn to these things and, and oftentimes a lot of the things can be addictive and it just destroys us as men. Mm-hmm. um you know for for doing that and so i think you know every every man desires to be happy and everything that they do is to is to receive the end of, of, of happiness right yeah but i think it's dangerous because a lot of times especially i mean we all kind of do this but especially i think men kind of tie their happiness to their careers or their accomplishments. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned that like legacy is important, but I mm-hmm. think that can also be very dangerous mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, like maybe a generation might remember what you did, but then after that, like everyone ends up yeah. getting mm-hmm. forgotten. So mm-hmm. it's more about kind of relationships and how you spend your time on earth than like what's going to happen after you die kind of yeah when you're constantly pushing for like success in every single venture you kind of lose yourself a little bit exactly yeah you get the end of the day it's like how you love and who you love and um so and and that's tough because there is a uh, you know, something that the man needs to, um, provide and needs to like work hard and that Mm. feels good. And that in and of itself is a really good thing. But if Mm -hmm. that's like the end, then I think that's very dangerous. Very good point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's everything. That's everything. Mm -hmm. That's the human condition, you know? And I think for us as Christians, what we would say is, Hey, dingus, Turn to God, yes. turn to Jesus, because he's going to make you eternally happy. He is the biggest encourager, the biggest cheerleader with all the pom-poms in the world uh, and is realistic with you. Yeah. And, yeah. He'll, and hopefully you'll find a woman that uh, will be the same. And when that happens, lock her down. Exactly. Amen to that. Because that's everything, right? And I think today too, with, with technology, right? I think technology is really, and you know, we've said this a bazillion times on here, but I think we're living in such a time where we're starting to see the effects of technology use. Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, it's triggering men to, to act and to think and to feel differently. You know, it's, it's lowering that testosterone. It's causing all these problems and addictions. It's causing, you know, dopamine triggers and it's making people less motivated and all this stuff. Yeah. What we desire most out of life is happiness mm-hmm. and eternity um and i think oftentimes it is like these things we mentioned achievement and all that stuff now if you make that your purpose it's it's difficult to like we just watched today the movie soul the pixar movie okay oh my goodness it is so powerful and i bawled my eyes out and this is the second time i watched it and i still cried but that was like the whole point which is like the main character got his like thought that his purpose in life was like his greatest passion which was music and then he finds out by the end of the movie that it's just about like living and appreciating life and being with people that you care about yeah, and, and in the moment and, yes. to, and to, to look at just the small things like you know leaves falling from the sky yeah, the, the sunshine the breeze the sunshine the breeze going by your friends like conversations S- smell the flowers instead of you know just rushing towards the next thing 
Yeah, exactly. And, and we do that. And I know I do this to like hundred percent. I'm always desiring the next thing. I said, when I get this done and accomplished, this is when I will be complete. I will peak. I will be happy and satisfied. And then when that moment, a moment arrives, it's not the case. So what's next, you yeah. know? And so for me, it's like, you just got to slow down. Mm-hmm. Figure back off of kind of what I was saying before, but because of that, because of these issues, we, we desire to get stuff done and to accomplish. And because of technology, we, we can't really do that and it's harder to, to achieve um we're not as motivated our brain thinks we're doing things but our body says no it's not and so because of that we kind of have this like dichotomy that's happening within us with technology use that the, the more i scroll the more my brain is saying i'm doing things yep the more my body says no you're not there's an imbalance mm-hmm. and, and because of that i have this, this desire to do things but i can't because of of, of the problems of, of technology use and addiction of the screen yeah parts of your body are sedated while the other ones are stimulated exactly i mean two weeks ago i was sitting in my office i had a really slow day and i was just scrolling through my phone and everything within me was like stop stop this get up get out and like go for a walk go for a run go to the gym do something productive and I couldn't do it. I just sat there and scrolled for maybe like an hour, maybe two hours. Like, I don't even know how long it was. Yep. But everything within me was like, get up. But I just couldn't do it. And, it, and I had that moment where I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is not good. That, and I agree. I've, I've been there a time or two and, or t- times a million. Um, and I think that's a symptom of why a lot of men can, you know, get down get depressed get um yeah and exactly and that was a really low point for me because i was like wow like i am so controlled by this device that i am unable to do what is healthy for me yep we we should we should do like a a subject like of another episode is why a person gets depressed yeah and 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 big big statement now in the 21st century is due to that yeah so joe i made the decision because of that because especially because of that day where I'm gonna get a, a dumb phone, and I, I bought one. Like it's it's coming. Oh, you got it. You got it now. Okay. Yeah. So well, it's coming soon. It's it's called the light phone. We can talk about it at a different time. Like, okay. Okay. Topic of like switching to the dumb phones over smartphones and all that. But, but yeah. So that's you know, I'm hoping to see improvements from from that. That's a wonderful idea. Yeah. yeah I yeah, remember you told me. Men want. I want happiness. They want to be loved and encouraged. They want to. They want to achieve. They want to feel like they put in a good day's work, whether or not they want to. I think it just the body just says like it's good to do, and um, they need encouragement as well. I think we already said that. At the same time of finding a mountaintop, yeah, but at the same time, you need to be walking outside and smell flowers. Exactly. You're desiring something, but you're not making it your all. You're not making it your purpose. You know, you're trying to take every day in stride and appreciating who you are and where you are. Yeah, there's a book, uh, forget who said it. I don't know if it was the author or he was quoting somebody else, but he's like, remember that you are a human being, not a human doing. Mm -hmm. And that really struck a chord with me because I think we are, as much as we're like addicted to our phones and as much as like we're kind of lazier now than we've ever been we still have this huge emphasis on productivity and like achieving checklists and you know doing you know everything is about being productive but I think if you really focus on being and really kind of sitting with what that means so like if you're a man just like sitting with what it's like to be a man and then 
once you figure out what that means, then that will also in turn, like kind of motivate you to do what you need to do anyway. But if you're focusing just on the productivity and doing things, um, and you can get very lost in that and not find happiness as yeah. I, cause I personally struggle with that a lot. I always thought that like the more I did in a given day equaled a A good good day. day. And Josh thankfully has taught me how to rest well and to be in a moment instead of always thinking about like, like I used to not even be able to watch a movie because I couldn't stand the thought of sitting down for two hours. Like I, I was like so upset by the amount of things I could have done in those two hours when I'm losing sight of just being and just enjoying the moment. And so I think that can encompass a lot, just that very fact of like who we are, not only like in our personal lives, but like who we are as a man and who we are as a woman, um, I think is really what it comes down to. I like having you as a guest, Claire. Thank you. <laughs> we can do this more. We'll do more. Yeah, and just again, to, to kind of chime in with that too. This it's just such a good discussion. This is, this is good. Um, but yeah, because, you know, if you make a checklist, right, and you like desire to do all these things, like, like I know I am very ambitious on a lot of my free days. Well, I'll make like this massive list of things that I have to do. And then like something will happen or I have, I get pulled away and the kids. It's upended, yeah. Whatever it is. And then all of a sudden it's a bad day. You know, like it's a bad day because I failed because even because my because my son wanted me to play with him and I couldn't get stuff done on my checklist. So like, you know, it just, just mentally becomes a bad day, which is a shame because what it should be is like, oh, these are the things that I could do today, but this is the life that I'm living. Be present, mm-hmm. love your family, love your, your kids, love all this stuff. And, um, yeah. and like part of that, like I kind of mentioned it earlier, but just to kind of flesh it out a little bit more and like being a good, like for me, a good wife includes stopping and playing with my kids, but it also includes like keeping the house nice and making sure they have diapers. So like, there's like things that need to be done, but if you're less focused on what needs to be done and like, instead of like who it's being done for. Why it's being done. Yeah. The, the yeah, prime and reason. Exactly. That makes all the difference. Mm. Oh, I'm preaching to myself. That was pretty good advice <laughs> this is, this is, it, it's it's feed, it's feeding the soul the more you talk about it yes. it's, it's like an internal massage yes there you go yeah we're really just fleshing out our own problems right now <laughs> we're projecting the future is inevitable but let's travel back in time okay september 8th 1990 tom fogarty 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 I always say that wrong every time. The rhythm guitarist for like probably one of my all-time favorite bands, right? Claire, would you, would you, it's one of my all-time favorite. At this point, you don't know how to say his name. I know, I know. I know I've always band. said Fogarty. That's the thing. I've always said Fogarty. Um, you, well, you, when I come, you guys always play the Credence Records. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah the Chronicle. I have that on vinyl. And the, the vinyl, it's orange, Joe. Is look, it orange vinyl? It looked, it looked brown. it's orange unless i'm colorblind or something you know is orange brown is that a colorblind thing well anyways so (laughs) so tom fogarty died um 1990 on this day 
mm-hmm. legend, awesome guy, um, great guitarist. He was pretty cool with all the stuff that he did and contributed to, and you know them together, him and him and his brother. Just, I mean, it's one of my favorite bands of all time. Like I, I said that already, but like, if I were to have a band, like I would want to do like this. Like I just love this. Like, although they're not from Louisiana, but like it's just no, hard. they're from North. The yeah. North. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they're from California, I think. Oh, from- no kidding? Yeah, I think oh, they're wow. from California. But yeah, I know so, they did like music like straight out of the bayou, right? Like born Definitely on- not bayou country, yeah. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I love that. Kind of just like that southern like rock kind of feel that they just exploded with. Yeah. Their cover of Put a Spell on You is one of the one of my favorite songs of all time. Like, yeah. I love it, love it, love it. Yeah. I just appreciate him. I appreciate. Now, what did he pa- uh, pass with? What did he die of? Uh, he had tuberculosis. He had a tuberculosis infection that was um, related to what was it, AIDS, right? Yeah. He had AIDS. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. And he died in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, it says he got it from blood transfusions, which is unfortunate. To my knowledge, I think him and John uh, never exactly rekindled. Um, right. They, they, it was, they had a rift, right? That's what, what's what's Yeah. He John had a rift with basically Tom, the bassist whose name escapes me. Doug, I think his name was. Um, Honestly, the only like member that I can actually point name to face is John. And that speaks as a testament as to how talented that guy was. Not about the other guys, which by the way, all the Credence albums are fantastic, but one. Their last one. Mm. And I've listened to it. It's called Mardi Gras. I talked to my dad about this because he loves Credence. But when I asked him about like the last album, he's like, oh, sucks. Because apparently, uh, like there's conflicting reports. John says that like the people like uh, the other four, three members wanted more contributions. John uh, is apparently, according to the other three members, was too tired and wanted them to do something. So it's just, it's very conflicting. We don't know who's the right one point case in point john wrote like a few and then doug the bassist i think wrote like a bunch and his voice sucks they put a bunch of reverb on there Uh, to drown it out um yeah and they're just basically like crapping on each other on the album that's a shame yeah yeah i haven't listened to that one i've heard a lot of the others i love like the cosmo cosmos factory cosmo factory that's one of my favorites i call those fogarty Fogarty. So it is. I'm so confused now. It is. It's Fogarty. I thought it was Fogarty. Fogarty. I don't know. Whatever. He died. (laughs) He died. Oh no. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I love that meme. Anyway, uh, September eighth, nineteen seventy four. Nineteen seventy four. President Gerald Ford pardons Richard Nixon, president Mm. before him. So he pardons him on all of his crimes. Um, he may have committed, did commit, uh, while in office after Watergate. So poll numbers for Gerald Ford were incredibly high when he took office. And then after he had pardoned Richard Nixon, because everybody had a poor opinion on him, they plummeted right afterwards, mm-hmm. understandably so. The press secretary quit because they would have to answer like all these questions about Gerald Ford. Makes sense. We know that that can be a stressful job. Hashtag Jen Psaki. Um, and people on the right, many felt sympathy for Richard Nixon. 
by that point of the pardon. You know, he was the sole president to resign. Um, he's a people thought he was like a victim of infighting. And, you know, he like represented, you know, all this polarization post Watergate and kind of as a representation for the polarization that we even face in the 21st century. Right. Yeah, I, I could I could see that. I mean, he kind of was the harbinger of of the division um, between the two parties. But I think, you know, if, if you like look back and just reflect on what he did. This is I was probably an unpopular opinion, but this is how I feel. I feel like it's not as bad as like some other stuff that mm-hmm. current politicians have done. Sure. You know, I think about Bill Clinton. I think all the stuff with Bush and the Patriot Act. I think about all the stuff like even like Obama did with healthcare, like how progressive he was. And mm-hmm. like there's, there's so many little things that like, like sure, like Richard Nixon was smart. I mean, it was kind of a crappy thing that he did. Yeah. But I feel like other presidents have done way worse. I had heard that you know, because him and Kennedy were the first televised debate in 1960 when he first ran. I had heard that if it wasn't televised, Richard would have won the election because apparently he was like lip, lip sweating and he kept like, because he always had like an upper lip sweat. He, he kept doing that and people thought he was nervous. Plus also Kennedy was more attractive. Yeah, that's how it is. Whoever is the most, they, they, they found that they did a study recently of, um, that just came out that said the the more attractive candidate will always win. And mm. that's just the nature of the human being. Like, so who do you think was more attractive, Al Gore or George Bush? George Bush. Okay. I think so. I, Al Gore has like a weird nose. <laughs> and that's the inconvenient truth. <laughs> it's time for Happy Crappy. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. It's it's Labor Day as we're filming right now. Obviously, it's a couple of days later. Uh, yeah, well, when, today, when the one the watching this is not Labor Day, but yeah. <laughs> and just for everyone watching, the camera quality is not good because I'm a dingus and I left my webcam in my office at work. He needs a lot of things in his office at work. I do. <laughs> <laughs> who, who do we got here? I've never met this person, Josh. Yeah, I don't know. She's just this person that just kind of straight into the house. Went into the window. <laughs> He came to the window like you did last time. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, let's, let's let's do a podcast together. This is my wife, Claire. Say hi, Claire. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Like, actually. Thank you. I concur. I, concur. I, I share I share in that sentiment. Oh, thank you. She, wait, she, this is she's the first girl on our podcast. This is our first wow. girl on our Come podcast. On, it's been a sausage yes. the whole time. <laughs> what? No, no, this is the first girl on our podcast. This is a very stunning and brave moment for feeling grounded podcast. Breaking the glass ceiling. Okay. <laughs> Once again, congratulations. So how did how did we spend this Labor Day? Is this part of uh, happy? We can we can talk about it. Well, happy will probably be like the whole weekend, and then the crappy will be. We'll talk about. It. Okay. Yeah. So, the um today we had a pretty chill day at home. We kind of rested with kids on this Labor Day because both of us were off, and then um spent a second outside. Well, I did, <laughs> and then um we went to the in laws, her family, uh-huh. and uh, played some softball. We, well, we did batting practice, and then uh, kids played the park. Yeah, we had a barbecue. Barbecue, mm. dogs, and, and get, get them ran burgers. 
We did burgers yesterday. We did burgers yesterday. But we did uh, steak, and steak, and steak and hot dogs. So all good things. Good, steak and hot dogs. What kind? Uh, what's your favorite New York strip? Ribeye. I like. I really, I like Delmonico, but a lot of places don't have Delmonico steaks. Because mm. my uh, growing up, our landlord. So I, I grew up on a cow farm. Hmm. And a lot of the, the cows that he would butcher, we would, he would give us some of the meats because my dad would, would mow some of his property. Hmm. And so to, to pay us, he would give us steaks and meat and ground beef and like all this stuff, like, like hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of like fresh organic meat. And it was like the greatest thing ever. And we would get these Delmonico steaks and they were like, yes, so good. So unfortunately for Josh, I know very little about steak. <laughs> I know, I know I know it tastes good, but I don't know the different names or the different types. So when he tells me I should get steak at the grocery store. It's juicy. Store, it's good. I usually come home with the wrong thing. <laughs> well, like last time it was London broil. I brought on London broil instead London of steak. London broil is not steak. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to purchase beef. What about you, Joe? What is like your favorite thing to cook? What's like your favorite thing to make? My big one is around Thanksgiving time, sausage bread. So, so you, so you get pizza dough and you roll it across encompassing the whole uh, pan. You sprinkle that little uh, rolled out sausage or sausage as I like to call it. Uh, and then Parmesan cheese on top of that. Then you roll it up, put it in the oven for maybe about an hour, hour and a half. Wow, that sounds very good. So you cut it in slices afterwards? Yes. Ah, very mm-hmm. cool. That sounds good. Wow. That, that is a typical in the Joe household. That's great. I've never I've never like really experimented too much with bread stuff. I've done pizza a couple times. Some za. But I've never done like I've always wanted to do like stromboli because I love stromboli. Ooh. You get like you know, sauce and to like to like. Cheese. cheese and then you all the meats and peppers and onions like all yeah. this loaded up in an awesome crust mm. big fan i'm, I'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> another thing i like to make for dessert is turkish delight you oh. can make that how do you make that? you can you can make that uh it's uh well you need some food coloring you need some some gelatinous jello um you need some uh powdered sugar I know you're going to need to put a lot of that into a bowl and let that simmer uh, for 20 minutes or so. And then it will start to accumulate all like the crystallization, the crystal crystals. Um, and, then, and then you, sco- you scoop it up like a witch from Salem. Uh, and then you put it onto the plate and it becomes a little big of a ball. And then you cut, you cut it up like your Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And voila. I think you need a Food Network special. Yeah, you do. Gourmet you chef. You explained show. that very well. Maybe yeah. I, enc- I encompass the characters as I cook. That's that's how I get through it. Yes. There you go. Oh, whenever I think of Turkish Delight, I think of Lion the, the Witch in the Wardrobe. That's in there, right? Mm, mm. I, just, I just picture like a young, like British kid. Joe, what's your favorite C.S. Lewis book? Um. I like I like his religious talks. I mean, I certainly like Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe. Have I read anything else? Maybe you ever read ought- Screwtape Letters? No. Oh, That's sorry. a good one. It's what great. is that? What is that? So it's basically 
I don't know how would you describe it. It's like it's like a demon. It's the point of view of evil. Of evil. But the way they describe Christianity and God is very interesting, and it's huh. very um, it's insightful. Very, it's very pertinent to like today's world because it huh. would be like dear because it's it's um Uncle Screwtape right, and then he's talking to his his like nephew nephew or something, and they're, they're both demons, and they're basically their their mission is to like like destroy someone to like steal the steal their their soul just this random person okay in, in london or somewhere like that and uh and so like every day they'd be like dear whatever like today i tried to con- confuse him while he was at church and make him distracted by other people and to like get him focused on the attire of other individuals and get him prideful and like so that, you know Ooh. i'm paraphrasing of course but it's like really good huh. and, and there's like i don't know it's like 20 something chapters and i really suggest it it's, it's what's awesome. it called screw tape letters screw tape letters yeah all right i'm writing this down so my happy uh for labor day weekend i spent some time with friends some friends uh in good old pennsylvania um it was good went swimming for a bit went to uh some get-togethers reviewed some food yeah, it, it sucks when you always have to leave um, friends on like a holiday and then have to go back to, you know, your workspace. Yeah. I don't I, d- I don't like that feeling afterwards. Right. Never, never did. Um, but that's not my crappy. I have a different crappy. What's your crappy? My work week was like the work week that kept on giving. Uh, there were like so many unexpected changes without getting too far into it, you know, um, a lot of people hadn't seen each other for a while because like we were finally going back into our uh, workspace uh, after a few months, you know, getting everybody acclimated to the environment and not a lot of the week went smooth. A lot of personality clashes from a lot of people that, you know, you try to stay away from. It's just kind of like, it's distracting. Uh, so that's pretty much what the crappy was in the building. In the building. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, it's that time of year when you're coming back, everything can kind of fall apart. All the meetings, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I, I love stability. <laughs> yeah, me too, hundred yes. percent. I mean, that's what we all thrive on, you know. Um, I guess for 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 me, I would say it's our so our happy, my happy, is the the weekend that we had. So we yeah. had a this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. All of us were home, mm. um, and to just be home together as a family was really really great. And on Friday, we did a softball game where we had two teams just a lot of friends we just shot out a lot of texts and said hey if you can come here at this time we're gonna do this and uh it was really fun a big turnout people came yeah it's a big turnout we had enough for two teams and uh it was a blast like everyone did so well and like it was, it was, it was great good yeah definitely did you win my yeah my team our team yeah, we were on the same yeah, team. Like quite a bit. It's pretty nice. No, they caught up by the end. It was oh, a close true. game. It was pretty good. Yeah, we, we, it was like 15 to 3, and then they caught up. <laughs> It wasn't. Just, just like spike ball, Josh? Yes. I, oh. <laughs> we never talk about that. <laughs> I never talk about that game. We, lo- we lost people. That was rough, man. <laughs> um, what's your happy? My happy, well, the softball game was also my happy, but to be a little bit different, I had a glorious nap yesterday. Mm-hmm. I love naps and I've been a little tired lately. Um, so I had a really good nap yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. I love yeah. the falling the falling asleep initially uh, for a nap. And if I get up like 20 minutes later, I'm, I'm golden. 
I just, but I can't trust myself to be waking up after the 20 minute mark. 20 minutes. Yeah. Yes. yeah feel that. Um, crappy. I don't know. Had a pretty good week. I have any crappies. I had a rough work week, so that'll be my crappy. This is back to school season at work. I work at a doctor's office, so everyone needs their physical, their sports physicals, their vaccination records, their EpiPens, their inhalers, mm. and all the paperwork that goes with it. It's a lot more than most people realize, but we're mm-hmm. drafting paperwork. Yeah. So it's a lot of busyness, but so that's my crappy. It sh- it probably should pick up in the summertime because that's when um, people start to ask for it. Yeah, and in the fall time especially as well. Get all the school people forget in. that school starts in September every year. <laughs> and that two week mark in August is like when it all starts, like the last two weeks of August. <laughs> so what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded podcast like this video share this video to any prospective person that might want to enjoy our content also follow us on instagram at feeling grounded podcast we have a bunch of content on there and funny stuff before each episode that uh i mean i genuinely enjoy putting up those memes um but also become a patron also for three bucks a month you guys can see extra content that josh and i genuinely enjoy like to put on there um also, we have included Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, and Amazon Music. You can find the link in our Instagram bio. Leave some comments. Leave a question. If you have some questions for us, we can do question segments. So pause the video and put a comment, you dingus. Or if you're listening to it on Spotify, go to YouTube and leave a comment or Instagram. But you've got questions? You're feeling grounded. <laughs>